Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry With The Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I made, you know, a choice decision for this to be the episode I come back to recording um, for TikTok clips and everything, because for a couple reasons. One, um, I still don't have anything on my back wall, so I do... I do look a little less serial killer-y than I did the other day, or um, I think I believe it was a cracked out person who crashed their boat is exactly what I said. Um, But also, this might be a very uh, tear-filled episode. I haven't quite gotten many days without crying, so we'll see how this goes. But, you know, as the you probably guessed from the title of this episode, um, Scotland and I are no longer together. And um, that is definitely a a difficult pill to swallow. And as you can imagine, if you've been listening to this podcast, I would assume that you too might be a little surprised. I was a little taken off guard. Um, And, you know, it's funny with me. This is how important the podcast is to me that like as I was talking about this breakup, so many people were like, how are you going to talk about this on the podcast? Or I was like, I don't know how I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. And, you know, it was because I think that he was such a big part of the episodes. And I love that. And he was so supportive of this podcast, which is one of the things I loved about him, you know, was that he really believed in me and believed in my dreams. And I definitely think that feeling was mutual. And, you know, um, I I chatted with some friends and like, take your time with it. You know, you don't have to talk about it in the next episode. And, you know, the thing is, when my ex and I broke up and I did the uh, iconic episode of Hi, I'm Heartbroken, um, which I will just sneak this joke right in there that March is not my month. OK, uh, obviously, my ex and I had broken up in February and technically Scotland. I broke up in March, but I did the episode in March of 2021 about our breakup. And now I'm doing another March episode. And I just want to point out that it's International Fucking Women's Month. And the fact that boys keep fucking with me this month is just really disrespectful to the cause. You know what I mean? So um, I'd like to take it up with the the women of the world. Um, I'm just kidding. But no, I, I, I decided to do it because for multiple reasons, I when I obviously you did the other episode, I was still having guests on the show. So there was like a couple like there was some things in between that I already recorded or was about to record that were going to be like playing. So I had something to fill and I don't I don't have interviews right now. And um, also, I just thought it would be inauthentic at this point to not come on because obviously I talked about him on every fucking episode you guys I know because you listen to this podcast and you've heard so much about him because I loved talking about him and I loved that he loved the podcast as I already mentioned but he was such a big part of my life that it's so crazy to me and I'm definitely still processing the fact that he's not gonna be 
there anymore, that there's like actually no more Scotland content after this, that unless he wants to come back, you know what I mean? But listen, I'm at that phase in the breakup of the maybe like, maybe I'll just like look out my window and he'll be there and like, we'll be fine, which I know is so pathetic. And I got to be honest with you guys, another hard part of doing this is that, you know, in, in the process of the breakup, he talked about that he would still listen to the podcast. And I don't know if he's going to listen to this episode at all. And so, you know, it's when I was first kind of writing it, I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to sound it was hard. Like I'm feeling insecure, obviously. You know, I mean, I got broken up with when I didn't think that we would. And I would I'm going to talk more about that later. But, you know, so. It, my heart's kind of like, oh, my God, like, I, I feel embarrassed. I feel like I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to, like, come on and say the wrong thing or whatever or admit how I'm really feeling. And, um, you know, I decided that I, I've always said that this podcast is for the listeners. But I think that, you know, we, the listeners of this podcast, whether you're new or, or you've been around, you know, we went through this breakup before we went through the hi, I'm heartbroken episode before. And, you know, people really responded to that because it was real, because it was what they've experienced or how they felt. Or, you know, I got so many messages about how it helped them. And I think, you know, it helped me to do that episode. And I think right now I've been sitting in my car. I'm trying, trying to, you know, just get myself through the day to day. And it's hard because I have all these thoughts about what I want to say on the podcast. And I know that sounds so insane, but I think it's to me, this might be like my final thing that I talk about him. And I just want it to be done right because I just think that that's what he deserves and what we deserved. So, okay. I think the best way to talk about this breakup is to explain a few things that you didn't know. So there was a couple things, not a couple, one major thing about Scotland that I had not talked about yet on the podcast. And that was that Scotland has a son. There is a baby Scotland in in the picture. And I didn't talk about it at first, just out of respect for him, uh, because I just wanted to make sure he felt comfortable. He was always very protective of his son. That's something that we talked about really early on, um, which I do want to tell the story because I always talk to him about how how I was going to bring this up on the podcast. And one of the things was I was like, I got to tell the story of how you told me. So basically what happened was in the beginning of Scotland and I talking, when we had our first date planned, we had like a first FaceTime plan. And he was like texting me and he's like, OK, there's something I need to tell you before we like go FaceTiming. And I was like, oh, here we fucking go. Like, because, you know, at that time, and I'm sure I'm going to be feeling it again whenever I'm ready. But every guy I had talked to was like, you know, I'm not looking for anything serious, blah, blah, blah. So I I was so prepared for this guy to be like, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm be like, OK, bye. Like, whatever. Like, listen to the podcast. I'm husband hunting, you know. And um, so uh, he said he was like, I have a two-year-old son. And I was like, what? Like, I'm sorry, what? And it wasn't something. And as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or if you're brand new, I will explain that I never wanted children. I never thought that it was something I could see in my life at all. And, you know, when other people brought up kids to me that I was, you know, talking to or interested in, 
I just shut it down right away. When Scotland told me about him having a kid, something in me just changed. And and something in my gut was like, do not leave this guy. Like, do not leave this guy. And I was like, that is such a weird feeling for somebody who just never really pictured kids in my life at all. I was like, oh, my God, I, I need to trust my gut with this. And so obviously we chatted about it. And it was funny because there was two things I asked right away. So first I was like, what is the deal with your ex? You know, like I said, I'm a girl's girl. You know what I mean? So I was like, if there's something shady going on, like, I need to know, like, what is the deal here? Like, what am I walking into if we make it, you know, and, you know, they have split custody, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, so when on my profile, I said, no kids, did you just take that as a challenge accepted or what? And he was like, he's like, you know, I just thought maybe you didn't want any of your own and maybe you'd be open to like somebody else's. And I was like, huh, you know, I. And it's funny, I I have and haven't had conversations about this. It was not something I ever really like took super seriously because obviously when I was dating the first time, I was like early, young, you know, 24, 25 or however I was when I met my ex. And, um, you know, it just wasn't a wasn't a thought. And going back into dating in my, you know, uh, later 20s. Yeah, that was easily a possibility. And I'm telling you right now, like. Everything in me was like, do this, like talk to this guy, like it's like, just do it. And so then obviously I did, I didn't want to take this lightly at all. I was like, if, if I, I don't want to lead this guy on, if this is something I'm not interested in, you know, I, I really want to make sure that like, I don't fuck with this guy's heart. You know what I mean? Like, or anything like that. So I told him, I was like, you know, it's a shock. I didn't want kids, but I something in me saying like, let's keep talking blah blah. So we did. So then like, as we kept talking, I, you know, was like, okay, like I'm starting to catch feels. I need to, I need to do this again. So I sat down, I did a ton of research, you know, there were a couple things that I knew going into it. Like I knew that I was never going to be number one in his life, right? Like his kid was always going to come first. And something from my past was that I wasn't number one in our past relationship. And that was hard for me. And I was like, okay, am I prepared to do that again? You know, am I prepared for that life? And, you know, I was like, yeah, the, the difference is, is that my ex didn't put me first because he was too busy, like not standing up to his parents. You know, this guy's an actual parent. And I was like, you know, I think that, And at this point, this guy had put so much effort in, you know, like Scotland called me all the time, like all the time. And I was like, oh, if this is his like number two slot, like this is how he treats number two, like we're good, you know, and that continued. There was, of course, times, I won't lie, that were difficult where, you know, he was really busy and, you know, really couldn't couldn't always, you know, I couldn't always just call him, you know, and think like if I call, let me rephrase that when I would just call him, he would answer. But I always was, you know, trying to be very respectful about like, you know, when when your son's there, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to take time away, you know. But anyways, all this is to say that, like, even though I was number two or whatever, I number I fell in his life like he never made me feel any less 
than number one, you know? And so there was that. And then I, I am typical Ashley form. You guys, I read so many blogs. I started following stepmom influencers. You know, I, I started a Pinterest board and I read all these things about being a stepmom and really wanted to understand like how I was going to fit into this world and if it was something that I thought that I could fit into, you know, and over time, it almost got to the point. I'm not going to say almost. I'm just going to be honest. It got to the point where I was excited about it. And, you know, I got little tidbits about baby Scotland, you know, all the time. And I was so excited to hear about how he was doing at school and like what he did that day and like, you know, what he was talking about, what shows he was watching. And I just I kept feeling my heart like growing and growing for a kid I didn't even like know, you know, but I was so like couldn't wait to hear about Christmas morning and talked to him about all these things. And it was such a crazy out of body experience almost because I was like, here I was spending the majority of my life believing that like I didn't have that maternal instinct or even though everybody would always tell me, I just felt like, oh, I that that wasn't that wasn't me, you know, and I felt it. And I mean, you know, I I in my schedule of chatting, you know, I talk about this later on, but, you know, it was just something and I might repeat myself. Sorry, but what an amazing experience to be with somebody who made you feel like you could be a pretty difficult job. I mean, being a mom in general, like that's number one most difficult. And then being a stepmom to have taken it as seriously, like so early on and being like having to make that decision, like I could do this. And who knows? I, I mean, I can't say what it would have been like actually doing the job because I I didn't get the chance to. But I started to feel so excited about the prospect of like going to his soccer games and all these things. And it was just it was it was crazy. And I think a big part of the reason that I could see it was because I could see it with Scotland. Like he made me feel so amazing. And I know like I had it in me, too, but like he really brought that side out of me. And I just thought that was so cool. And another thing, you know, that I was really weary of when I was reading the blogs was about the family because uh, obviously his family's all in Scotland. But, you know, after my ex, I knew that I just don't think I could be with somebody whose family like hated me again because that was so hard for me because, first of all, I absolutely am one of those people who wants everybody to like me. I don't think that's surprising to anyone who's listened to this podcast. And if you're new, welcome this is a thing. And so uh, it was when I was reading the blogs, they were talking about, you know, how it might be hard in the beginning for the family to trust you because, you know, their kid went, had to go through a divorce and got hurt. And I was so aware of that. So aware of that. And I knew for me, like, OK, it might take a couple times, but I really believe that people will see my true colors. Like, I think that, you know, I'll, I'll can be very understanding and however long it takes. But once they're ready for me, 
Like, I think I can show them that I'm authentic and real and that I would not hurt their son and that I was really in this because it was true. And I, I was true. So like, I knew that if, if I were to get the opportunity, I felt like it would shine through. And if it took a while, that was okay because I knew at some point it was going to be okay because it was real and it was authentic and, you know, and all those things. So I was just very like understanding of all that. So all this is to say, you know, and it in our relationship, you know, and I know you guys might be thinking like this bitch wasn't even your boyfriend. But one of the things that we talked about was that, you know, he him and I talked about being official. He was like, you're my girlfriend. But, you know, I feel like it's it's two parts. It's like we're official. But then like when you're able to meet my son, then you'll be really official. So since January, he's like been my boyfriend, but I haven't talked about it that much because I and you know, called him that and things because I was just really trying to be respectful of the relationship with his kid, you know, and we talked about the future. We talked about, you know, um, me meeting his son and what that would look like, uh, you know, and, you know, he wanted to take his time, which was so respectful and everything. And, you know, at every little problem, you know, we seem to kind of be able to really talk it out. And so, you know, I I just I only say this because I kind of it's kind of been hard for me because I've been feeling I'm just going to be 100 with you guys. Like I've been feeling really stupid because I was so blindsided because I didn't see it coming. And I was like, did I did I miss something like was there something that just like wasn't there? Like, how did I not see it? You know, but that's why I kind of say, you know, from my perspective, we were talking about weddings and, um, you know, his, his going to his games. Like we just talked about all these things. And then, of course, me moving here. Like we have been talking about me moving here for a long time. And of course, you know, he he mentioned I mentioned like I shouldn't move for him, obviously, because it was very early on and things like that. But, you know, he picked this apartment, you know, like he sent me the link for this place. And I think that at the end of the day, he really wanted me to live somewhere that I was going to be happy, you know, but there was a huge part of this that like we couldn't wait for me to live in the same city as him and how easier things were going to be when I lived here. I've literally been here for like two weeks and he broke up with me, you know, which, um, could be the start of my villain origin story, but I'm not going to let it be. And so I guess I will kind of talk about the breakup itself a little bit. And, you know, it was really I have to tell the story because, you know, me, I love a good story. But I was on a work call with my coworker, and, you know, something about Scotland and I is we used to talk like all the time, like we would talk somewhere between like two to four times a day, you know, and I did. I will say this about being majorly blindsided was this week in particular. I had not heard from him that much, but I knew because he prefaced to me that he was going to be like very stressed this week that, you know, I probably wouldn't hear from him as much. He was going to have his son every day. You know, his schedule was getting crazy. So I was just trying really hard to give him the space that I thought he needed, you know, and so um except for the fact that on Tuesday I made him a casserole because I just thought, okay, he's got 
all this work and I know he's got frozen food and everything, but like I got really accustomed to like cooking him dinner once a week and I thought it was really fun. And I really loved, you know, being helpful in his life. Like I really loved that, you know, even though he never asked me to and I know he didn't need it, like I know he didn't need me to make him a casserole. He would have been just fine. But I wanted to like I wanted to help him. I wanted to support him. I wanted to, I, you know, I couldn't, there were so many things I couldn't do. Cause obviously like I hadn't met this, the son and you know, there, I just wanted anything to help take the stress off. So I'd made him this casserole on Tuesday and we had talked that night, you know, and everything. And then Wednesday rolled around and we talked a little bit, not as much as usual, but you know, like I said, I just thought he was stressed. And then, so Thursday I'm on a call with one of my coworkers and I looked down at my watch and I just see, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I'm like, holy shit. And luckily, like the coworker that I'm I'm on the phone with, her and I are friends. So I was like, I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm getting broken up with. Like, I have to go. And I know so many of you right now are thinking like, what the fuck? A text message breakup. Um, <laughs> and don't worry. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I hit that phase too. But basically what he was saying was that, you know, he really needed to focus on himself and his son right now. And he just, you know, wasn't ready. And he was like, I know I shouldn't do this this way, but I just really didn't want to see you upset. And I know that I should be mad. And I, of course, a part of me is a little bit, but... Mostly, I just think that that must have been so hard for him to come to this decision. I truly and I don't mean this in any weird, cocky way, but this is something I've had to tell myself this whole time. Like, I have to know his feelings for me was real. Like, there's no way he would come meet my parents or talk about, you know, the future if he really didn't believe himself that, like, he liked me, too, or had feelings for me, you know, so just to imagine and know that you're in a place that you can't give what you want to give to a relationship and you want to work on yourself. Like, you know me, I love working on yourself. Like, I just can't, I can't be upset about it. Like, I know I can if I want to and if I need to get mad, sure. You know, and there were times when the people on the phone, I, I was just more like, I was shocked because I always believed that if Scotland and I had a problem, we would talk it out and we would make it work. I mean, granted, we had never even fucking fought before, you know? So I called him right after and that that conversation wasn't really great. I was just so shocked and I just said, you know, did I do something? Like, did I do something? And he was like, no, please no, like, that you were wonderful and, you know, you showed me what a supportive relationship looks like and all these things. He's like, I just, I just can't. I just can't do it. And I was like, no, you know, and then whatever he had to go to to work. And then on Friday, he came by to drop off my casserole dish. And I want to make this one joke about it. OK, the most annoying thing about the casserole dish and maybe he did, but I don't have a dishwasher here and that motherfucker has a dishwasher. And I felt like the casserole dish came back hand washed. And I just feel like. I don't get to dish wash my dishes. Like, could you not have like 
put that in the dishwasher and giving me a nice, fresh, clean casserole dish back. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> so he tried he tried to sneakily drop off the casserole dish, but I, I caught him and I made him come in and we hugged. And, you know, I had just bought him. I just bought a, a house fireball for here. And then he always drinks out of these yellow cups that I hate for some reason. So I bought him these like blue cups to drink at my place because he said he likes drinking out of plastic cups. So I wanted him to feel comfortable when he was here. And so, um, you know, I just I couldn't I couldn't look at him anymore. You know, like, I mean, it had only been like not even 24 hours, but I just like I couldn't, you know, it was so hard to just have them here and. You know, I had spent like what's crazy, too, is I had spent my week looking for this like perfect birthday present for him. And like, I don't know, like I would love to tell you guys what it was. And it was really sweet. I don't know. Maybe I'll tell you. I don't know. Maybe I won't. I <laughs> maybe one day I'll tell you when I get over the idea of him showing up at the door and us being fine and then I can give it to him. But anyway, anyways, you know, um, so then I called him on uh, Friday, you know, and I was just like, I have to understand, like, did you not see this relationship like I did? You know, like, did you not see this relationship my way? Because, you know, you broke up with me over text and he was like, no, I know I shouldn't have done it. He's like, you know, he said on the phone, he was like, right person, wrong time. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I know that's such a cliche, but it's so true, you know, and I made me feel good because I was like, okay, part of you thinks I'm the right person, right? You know, I'm so insecure. But like, it was just like, it, it was timing. So, you know, it was like, there's nothing that I could have done, you know, and it's hard to me because like I said, I always thought that we would talk about it because one of the things about Scott and I's relationship was that we had already kind of been through a couple hurdles to me. So very early on in us talking, he um, there was like kind of a family crisis that happened. That's not my story to tell, so I'm not going to. But, you know, early on, there was like this major thing he had to deal with. And I jumped right into trying to be as supportive as possible. And I didn't even think about it, but I was like, I'm just going to be there for this guy. And like this was early on in Bumble when I was still like talking to other guys. But I was like, I want to be here for this guy, you know, and we talked about it a lot. And like, I don't know. So early on, we had this great communication and then he went to Scotland and we and we did that whole thing and like made that work, which is crazy. And then he came back and we were still long distance, but we kept making it work. And it just felt like we had had so many conversations about things like when there was something, you know, like for me, nighttime phone calls are so important. But I I knew that like I didn't want to over ask of something from him because he had his son, you know, but when I brought it up he did it, you know? And then, you know, we had had these other conversations about how, you know, I, every once in a while, I just need to hear, you know, some nice, th like words of affirmations, my love language, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it wasn't supernatural to him, but, you know, like we did it. And, you know, it just, it just felt like this guy just, we saw each other. It just felt like we were, we understood one another and we were going to work it out and things were going to be okay. So, I just felt like not us not having a conversation and me not even knowing that he was like considering ending it. It just felt so unnatural to me. And I think what's hard is, you know, 
again, with my, I hate to compare the two, but like, how do you not, you know, with my ex, we fought all the fucking time. We fought all the time. And like, we broke up and I knew in my heart that it was the right decision. You know, I knew that this was the right decision. I was like, we're both unhappy, you know, and I, and he wasn't treating me the right way. He wasn't treating me the way I deserved and all this stuff. And with Scotland, it's very hard because I, I don't, it's hard for me to believe that this is the right decision. It's hard for me to believe that we were like supposed to work for each other. Cause one of the things, you know, about, um, Scotland that I love was in, in my past relationship, you know, I felt like I really lost myself in that relationship. And with Scotland, I felt like I was better. Like I felt like a great version. Like, of course I had th- like, I, you know, my anxiety didn't go away and all these things, but I always felt like I wanted to be the best version of myself, like not only for him. And I think also because he had a son and, you know, I was like, OK, like I started making plans about even though I know he didn't mean it, but he like made fun of me once for still building on my parents' cell phone plan. And I was like, okay, I think by the end of, you know, like in a year, I really want to be like financially independent. And I really wanted to be well-spoken and confident. And I wanted to follow my dreams and all these things. And I felt them with him. Like I was doing all this work on myself during my breakup And, you know, it's easy to be with someone and kind of lose that. But for me, I felt like I had some somebody on my side that like wanted me to do those things, too. And I just thought it was really cool. And one of the other big things about this relationship was there's been things about myself all my life that I didn't understand how because they kind of betrayed me sometimes like this big, gigantic heart, which I'll talk about again. And I know I talked about this in my first breakup episode, but, you know, I I have this gigantic heart that like falls in love so quickly. And it doesn't mean the love's not real. But for me, like I had most definitely fallen in love with Scotland. I feel like you could hear it when you heard me talk about him. And I knew that most people don't fall in love the way I fall in love because I'm fucking crazy. And so, you know, I never really like told him. I did tell him on the phone. I just, you know, I was like, I just, I never got the chance to tell you. I just want to tell you that like, I, it was like a light switch went off. It was actually the time that he deleted Bumble. Like this light switch went off and my heart just, I could feel it. It was so strange. I could feel physically me like falling in love with him. And it was just so wild. And, you know, I was like, okay, this is like definitely too soon. So like, let's back it up, you know. Um, But the feelings never really left. And I think that's why things like, you know, us not being able to see each other all the time or, you know, like knowing that he probably wasn't going to get to come to all these events with me and all these things, like it didn't matter because I, I loved him. And, and I knew that, you know, that there was a good reason. And I knew that if he wanted to, he would be there. You know, it was all these things. And so, or at least I thought that it's hard, hard to say, but I think so. Um, But anyways, it was just all these things. So going back to these things about me, you know, I've always been very empathetic and open and I've always been very respectful. And I've always, you know, 
Um, I haven't always been patient, but I really worked on this patience and understanding. And these are all qualities that have betrayed me in the past. You know, they let the wrong people in. You know, it's like it's hurt me. And so but all of these qualities about myself made sense to be with Scotland, you know, and you know me, I'm not somebody who thinks my whole existence is based off a man, of course, but I'm just saying that like the whole being a stepmom thing and having to be understanding of the family and, you know, his ex and all these things, it, I really was, it wasn't something, it wasn't a, a facade I was putting on. It was, it was real. And I felt like all these things about me, all these qualities were showing this guy who had been through so much that he could be loved no matter what. And I thought that was so important, you know, so important because to me, he was showing me that somebody should care about the little things, that somebody should be calling you all the time, like that somebody, if they wanted to make time for you, they would, you know, and he was showing me all these things. And I was and I and I hope that, you know, I was able to show him just how somebody can be in his life, you know, and and he can have somebody there to support him. And, you know, like, and I think that obviously he wasn't ready for that person, but I hope that no matter what, you know, I showed him that that was possible. And I showed him that, you know, he shouldn't see himself any different he should see himself better because he had a kid. Like, I love that about him. And I didn't want kids at all. I was like, what? And I I loved that about him. I loved that he was a dad. And I would never have expected that. That came out of nowhere, you know? And so I just felt like all of these things that made up who I was just fit so perfectly into his world, you know? And that was just really, you know, really amazing. But no matter how much I want it to be different or no matter how much I, you know, wish I could call and change his mind, it's not my call to make, you know? And that's one of the hard things when you're in a relationship because it feels like there's two people here, like two people should make a decision, but everybody's an individual still, you know, and they live their own lives. And if somebody isn't ready you know, or needs to work on themselves. Like there's nothing I can do except for step out of the way. And, you know, of course, who knows? I I don't have a time machine. I can't predict if something's going to be different or, you know, something's going to change and maybe it will be the right person, right time with us or something. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things that I, I know that because I love him, that I have to just be 100% supportive of his decision. And of all the times that I've been supportive so far, you know, it would be just wrong of me to not be supportive now. You know, that would just be unnatural and it wouldn't be right and it wouldn't serve our relationship to, for what it was. And I know you guys might be thinking, because I'm thinking too, you're like, bitch, you were not together with this guy that long. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's the impact that he, you know, made on me. And I just, I want to give um, him the credit that he deserves because I, you know, I, I am so glad 
that I met him. And, you know, I'm such a strong believer in everything happening for Riesling, as we know. And it's hard to not feel like, oh, my God, I moved to this new city for this guy, which, of course, I didn't completely move for him. But I but a big motivating factor was that our relationship was going to like get to you know, blossom more when I live there. You know, there was all this excitement about around me being here. And, you know, I I couldn't wait for that. And so that that was I'm not going to lie to you all. That's a big part of the reason that I moved. But I know that there's some other reason that I was here. And he really pushed me to do that. And he also he he raised the bar for me. And like, obviously, it's a little bit scary knowing at some point um, that I'm going to move on and they'll find this podcast and hopefully they just don't go back and listen to this episode because then maybe they'll be, um, intimidated or whatever. But, um, you know, he showed me that I should be myself because at every turn that I felt like I shouldn't be because I would get caught up in being like, if I wasn't perfect, maybe he won't see me as like a stepmom. You know what I mean? Or like, to me, he's just like got his shit together and he's this great guy. And like, if I'm not great, like he won't want to be with me. And I was open and talked about some of these things, you know, and uh, he was just like, you know, be yourself or he'll call my ass out. Like when I, I said on the podcast, I just need to be me. Then I would try to not. And he's like, I'm sorry, did you not say on your podcast that you need to be yourself, you know? And he just showed me the importance of having someone be supportive and, I also I, I would be remiss to say that I didn't wasn't super physically attracted to him as well. So um, I definitely just miss like seeing his face all the time. And I think that's like such the hard part about a breakup is that you get so used to talking to this person every single day. And we talked all the time. I told him all my stories. He cared to listen, which, you know, and you might be thinking, bitch, these are bare minimum things. But to me, like they weren't because I didn't get these before. I didn't get somebody who I would call and talk to. And he was listening to me, literally. Like I would call my ex and he did not listen to me, you know. And I and and above the bare minimum, you know, I mean, this guy was working with all of these factors in his life. You know, he had a son to take care of, a high demand job. Obviously, you know, his family's in another country. He wants to talk to them and he still managed to make time for me. Like that was amazing. And all. And when he went to Scotland, I was like, you know, we don't have to talk like I get it. And he still managed to make time for me. And, you know, he really made me feel like we could make anything work. And I just think that that was such a magical thing. And meeting him. And I know I said, cause I put him in my, you know, 2021 recap. And I said that even if we don't work, I'm going to be so glad that I met him. And, and even though I've been like fucking sobbing, sobbing my eyes out, I, I've never once said that I wish I didn't meet him. Never. Like, and I, I don't think I'll ever feel that way. And I, and I don't feel that way about my, about other people that I've dated in the past either. I think everybody was so important and bringing me to who I am today. And of course, I'm so sad and I and I wished that it would have worked out. And I dreamed of this like life that we were going to have together. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you have to be so proud. Like when you see somebody that, you know, has to make a difficult decision and they make it and they choose themselves, 
like I, I'm, I can't not be proud of him, you know, and I hope that he's choosing himself as well and making time to grow into the most amazing man. Like, I hope that he sees himself through my eyes because I could not have found somebody who was more just smart and strong and funny. Like we laughed all the fucking time. I miss his laugh so much. I miss joking with him. I miss all of that. And, you know, these will all be these great qualities that, you know, I'll hold these awesome memories to. And, you know, whenever I'm ready, I guess, you know, I'll take on to the next, um, to the next chapter in my life. And so, you know, um, there have been so many points in my life that I thought to myself, like, there's no way I can keep doing this, right? Like, I, I just keep thinking, oh my God. And I remember saying this like a few times and I, I just have to pause and just shout out, of course, the incredible support system that I've had. I literally called my boss absolutely sobbing because she also lives in the San Jose area. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, what are you doing tonight? Like, can you come over? She brought me some champagne. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Haven't been eating a lot, but I have drank a lot of champagne last couple of days, you know, and after um, the two days that, you know, from getting that text, you know, I mean, the calls, you know, from, you know, all I just assembled the forces. I assembled the troops and called all my friends and everyone's checked in on me and they've been so amazing. And, you know, my family and, um, you know, all this stuff. And I mean, obviously, you know, my sister's hurting because she loved him too. Um, but, you know, everyone's just been really supportive and, and been there for me. And I have to remember that, like, I, I do. I get through it every time. You know, there was a part of me that felt like I was going to die this time last year, you know, and I never thought I'd recover from that. And I did. And there was, you know, getting three illnesses just absolutely rocked me to my core. And, you know, I did that. And this I I will get through, you know, and and I know I said this before, but it's hard to not always feel kind of betrayed by your big heart when you let somebody in like this because you know my mom's always like you have the biggest heart and sometimes it's hard because I give somebody that and you know before it's been that they abused it and for this time it was that they weren't ready for it and you know it hurts and it's hard for me to be like god Ashley like can't you be like a fuck boy or something like can't you not like fall so hard like can't you be chill but that's not who I am and I wouldn't have all these amazing friends and this amazing support system if I didn't have this big heart and all those all those qualities that I thought made me perfect for Scotland those also make me perfect for my friends and people in my life and they make me who I am and so you know I it it hurts hard because I love hard but, you know, that's one of those things about me that may, that I, I can't change and I don't want to anymore. You know, it sucks and I'm mad at it and I'm like, God, you know, but that made me who I am. And that made me, you know, this this friend that would be there no matter what. And it made me a 12 time bridesmaid. You know, it made me the kind of person that when I'm having a bad day, I have people to call or or that if I need time to myself and I, you know, kind of fuck up and I ghost friends a little bit, you know, they're going to be understanding. They're going to have my back. And like it, and 
And I'm so proud of myself for after getting my heart broken before putting myself back out there and finding somebody and now knowing that like this is what I'm, you know, going to look for and that, you know, I am worthy of a real love and somebody who is going to be there with me when I need them the way that I would be there with them, you know? So, and I'm, that's not me saying that Scotland didn't do that because I don't believe that, but I, I just know that, you know, I believe so hardly in soulmates and, you know, I think, and you listen, I didn't really want to go back on the husband hunt, but here we are, you know, and it was, I have to say it was really nice of him to break up with me before hot girl summer. Um, I thought I was going to have a hot mom summer, to be honest. I was taking hot mom walks and, um, you know, I, I instead, I guess, am, am back to the streets. But, um, you know, when when I'm ready and I think it's it's going to be a journey again. And, you know, it's funny because I'm also you guys, I think that in addition to March, you know, I being a curse month for me, like I'm also officiating a wedding in two weeks. You know what I mean? So I'm like, fuck, I got to go talk about love again. And I know I had to do that after my last breakup. But, you know, it feels nice to have experienced a partner that cared a lot about me. And so I'm sure I'll bring that energy into it. But, you know, I had already kind of when in moving here, you know, I was kind of like preparing myself and I was like, I really don't want to do what I did in Oregon, which is what I like to um, politely call an ar- I myself. You know, I really closed myself off to the world. I was so depressed. I was just in this really, really dark place. And I didn't force myself out at all. You know, I was content. I worked and only until like 1 p.m. And like only every once in a while would I like gather the energy to go wine taste by myself or do something like that. And so when I was moving here, I was like, okay, I have to remember that like I need to take myself out on dates, like open myself up, ask people to hang out. And if they can't, like once a week, I need to go out. And so I'm going to start doing that. You know, I'm going to take pictures. Let's make it an influencer thing, you know, and I'm sorry I've been like off social media and everything. It's just like I couldn't I don't know. I couldn't process. You know, I'm going to make a lot of jokes about being dumped. You know, I I had a perfect track record. I'd not been broken up with before. So fuck you, Scotland. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, no, I'm just totally joking about that. But, um, you know, I I know that it's going to be this uh, this journey of me recovering from this and getting back out there. And I'm really thankful that I have all of you to go through this with, you know, um, you watched me do it once before. And, um, for those of you who love the dating content, I guess that would be back, um, for, uh, you know, those of you who, um, are going through just pain of any sort, you know, I just, I just want to remind you that like you can absolutely do it and you don't have to do it alone, but, trust that you can. And on those days that you just can't get yourself to do something, maybe that's your body just telling you to relax. You know, my therapist today, um, one of my my best friends, Julie, uh, one of my favorite things that she said to me was she's like, well, at least this time you've got a therapist you like. And I'm like, facts, you know, um, facts on facts. I do. I love my therapist. And, um, you know, he said, he's like, I know that you don't want to, but you have to feel it. And I was like, bitch, come on. 
give me the out. Tell me what to do to not feel. But, you know, like those days that I need to cry, I just have to let it out because I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this, you know. Um, and, and every, all the loneliness and all those things, like I just feel them and then, you know, be able to, to pull myself out of it and, and do something good. So I know it's hard for me to say this because, um, one of the things that, uh, one of my favorite things that Scotland did was he got me that paint by number, um, which had the mountains and, um, which I don't know if he has any idea was a reference to Miley Cyrus, the climb. Uh, but you know, I, that's when I was talking in January about all the journeys that I had been through so far and persevering and all these things. And that's how I feel right now. It's just like another thing. And I know you're like, bitch, you're being so dramatic for a relationship that like, was official in January and started in November. But, you know, some people just come into your life and they have a, a major effect on you. And, um, and you know, and obviously I'm very grateful for that, but obviously it also really hurts. And so, you know, this is just another one of these things that I get to um, work on and, and become a better version of myself after it. I'm kind of hoping we're done I know that we're like not, but maybe if we can speed up the process and the husband hunt can end soon and I don't have to go through heartbreak again, like I'd really appreciate it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, even though it hurts, my dad also said, you know, he was like, would you rather ha be going through? Because I was like, God, I just don't want to hurt anymore, you know? And he's like, would you rather not hurt it at all and never have had a relationship like since you were seven, 17 or whatever, you'd still be single this whole time or, you know, experience what you experience. And I was like, I would do it all over again. Um, still knowing the outcome, I would do it all over again because this was just such the best time of my life. And I am really going to try to take that energy in and let myself be sad and, you know, raise myself up and rely on my friends and and reach out for help when I need it. And, you know, who knows? I, I have a hard time believing that this is the end of Scotland being in my life in any capacity. You know, like I, I know that saying maybe we can be friends sounds like wild, but I don't know. I just if anything, he taught me a lot and I'm glad he was in my life. But it's hard for me to believe that he's going to be out of it. So we'll definitely see about that. I mean, I, I'm sad he never got to come on the podcast. Um, uh, maybe if we, if we, uh, if we get there, you know, it's okay. And, uh, I, I'm gonna, re I restarted new girls. So, you know, I'm in that mode and hopefully, you know, um, <laughs> I get through it. And I forgot I was going to start this podcast by saying that I know everybody really wanted to know how I felt about the slap at the Oscars. And I'm like, I was watching fucking Bridgerton, which you might be like, bitch, why were you watching Bridgerton? And I know that was very painful. Um, it was like when they talked about how these two people like looked at each other. I remember one of the things also, you know, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to get to the part where I'm like inspiring, but I just want to say this too. I remember they were talking about the way that they looked at each other and I remember that the way the way I felt when Scotland looked at me was just so like my heart, you know, my little heart was like, oh, my little very big heart was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, so it was kind of hard to watch it, but still would recommend, you know. Um, so anyways, all this is to say that 
I know how hard it is to put your heart out there. And, you know, in New Girl, when I was watching it the first season, you know, Jess gets cheated on, which is obviously not what's happening here. And she like goes to date again. And, you know, then she decides she wasn't ready. And, you know, she's like, Cece, her best friend, she's like, you know, what? Like, I'm so scared, blah, blah, blah. And Cece says, babe, you got hurt. But it doesn't mean that you don't go back out there. And I just for all my all my um, friends out there who have been through it, you know, dating is really, really hard and it and it really fucking hurts when it's bad. But I don't know. I just wouldn't let that discourage you because I just think that love is so powerful and so amazing and it has this magical ability to make you feel good and make you feel like the best version of yourself and help you get there. And if your love's not doing that, by the way, it's it's wrong and get out um, and, you know, choose you. And you should never feel like you're not a priority in your relationship and, you know, set your standards and then stick to them, you know, and and don't forget that, like, you're worthy of all the love. And yes, it's going to hurt. But I promise you, like, I'm sitting here knowing that, you know, if you talked to me Thursday, I was like, I never want to do this again. But I quickly was like, no, I can't wait to do this again. I can't. Obviously, I'm I'm not ready. But um, when I am ready or, um, you know, whenever things whenever the timing uh, for me is right, I, I can't wait to um, experience the the love that so many of my friends have. And I can't wait to find my right partner and all these things and be this ridiculous, hopeless romantic that I am. And for somebody to um, take my big, big heart and love it right back. So um, thank you guys for listening. I know this wasn't um, funny. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I know it was long, but I just wanted to be able to say everything and give you guys the whole truth and I hope that you know this made you feel good somehow or you know I hope it um you know just inspired you to be yourself no matter what and if somebody doesn't love you for you that's their problem and not yours and that's not what I'm saying Scotland did obviously but you know it was hard for me not to constantly try to be like what I do wrong what I do wrong and sometimes it, it really is what it is like right person, wrong time. And everything that happens in your life happens for a reason. And we're all going to be okay. And I, once again, I'm just so grateful to have this uh, platform and this podcast to be able to tell you all how I feel and be open and vulnerable. And thank you so much for listening. And um, I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, I hope that the social media gets popping soon. And, um, Please like, comment, subscribe, and download. Like, for the love of God, if I'm going to get my heart broken, can we at least make this a poppin' podcast? I mean, like, the first one I did, um, breakup episode, really performed well. But a lot of people knew that I had a boyfriend. Um, I feel like when it comes to the average everyday folk, uh, I never really got the chance to post about Scotland. So it's not as shocking. Um, but please, make me ben- benefit from my pain here. And, um, you know, uh, thanks so much. And, uh yeah, I just, um, it's hard. It's kind of crazy. It's one of those things that it's hard to end this episode because, you know, I know I'm probably going to talk about this a bunch because we're going to go on our healing journey together. But 
Um, it just feels so crazy that I'm even doing a podcast where I'm not talking about how um, he's going to call and interrupt it, you know. But anyways, I have to end it because, you know, it's 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 the right thing to do. So love you all so much. Okay, bye.